green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, April 4th. This week's theme, Finding Hope Through an Unlikely King. Today's scripture reading is found in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 44 from, of course, the Message Translation, which reads... After saying these things, Jesus headed straight up to Jerusalem. When he got near Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt, tethered, one that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says anything, asks, what are you doing? Say, his master needs him. The two left and found it just as he said. As they were untying the colt, the owner said, What are you doing untying the colt? They said, His master needs him. They brought the colt to Jesus. Then, throwing their coats on its back, they helped Jesus get on. As he rode, the people gave him a grand welcome, throwing their coats on the street. Right at the crest where Mount Olives begins its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes, the King in God's name. All's well in heaven, glory in the highest places. Some Pharisees from the crowd told him, Teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said, If they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. When the city came into view, he wept over it. If you had only recognized this day and everything that was good for you. But now, it's too late. In the days ahead, your enemies are going to bring up their heavy artillery and surround you, pressing in from every side. They'll smash you and your babies on the pavement. Not one stone will be left intact. All this because you didn't recognize and welcome God's personal visit. This week, we make a huge prepositional shift from in to through, finding hope in a broken world, finding hope in the midst of broken relationships, finding hope in the midst of personal pain and problems. In locates us in a landscape seemingly as devoid of hope as the moon is devoid of water, barren, desolate, foreboding, unpromising. But yet, there is hope, hope that arises from more than just choosing to see the bright side or from the cheery disposition of an optimist that refuses to give up. No, it is hope through. Specifically, hope through an unlikely king who happened to ride into town one Passover week on a borrowed donkey. A northern outsider, a nobody, a peasant laborer from Galilee of all places. Even worse, 
from Nazareth, the lowest of the low backwater village in a backwater region. Not a warrior, no higher educational training, no credentials, no resources, no connections, no job. Witness again the borrowed donkey. And with dirty street urchins collectively named Gavrol, isn't that the name of the, the boy in Les Miserables? Otherwise known as children, serving as his public chorus that, of course, the religious want to silence, get them under control. Who would have guessed that salvation was riding into town that day on a donkey? Who would have guessed that while everyone else raised a chorus of praise an octave or two higher as the holy city came into view, that the man weeping alone in agitated lament was the embodiment of God's saving presence? Really? Him? This objection would only intensify as events unfolded that fateful week that led to betrayal, arrest, mocking trial, humiliating scourging, and shameful execution. This progression didn't mark the ascension of a king, but the spiraling of a loser into well-deserved oblivion. Blessed is the king who comes in God's name. Really? It's more like... I don't get it. And they didn't. Okay, it's your turn to read again, if you have margins for it. You can certainly read the opening triumphal entry passage again from Luke, but might I suggest you pause and read here Paul's confession in 2 Corinthians 5, 16-21, that highly educated as he was, he simply didn't get it for the longest time when it came to this Jesus of Nazareth, whom he saw as the world sees. Perhaps you can compare notes with him on your journey. See what you see. Otherwise, move on to a bit of self-reflection. Just how slow were or are you in seeing the divine hand and presence in Jesus? What have been your barriers to embracing and ushering him into your life with enthusiasm? The enthusiasm of that rabble of loudly singing street children. Ah, Lord, continue to break through my false assumptions about you that are disguised as reason. Help me to be ready to see you in the most unexpected faces and places. And let me be as unabashed as the children in acknowledging you, owning you, serving you, praising you, following you. Through your Spirit, with, upon, and in me. Amen.